My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. This is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. Welcome to Geek Pod. this edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Sean Corbs, or whatever you want to call me, I guess. As with every episode, I'd like to start off with saying, Corbs, what's got you geeked? It's got me geeked this time around. Gonna have to be Suns, always. As anybody who knows, I'm I'm the huge, I'm a huge Suns fan, so. You a crow eater? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not a crow eater. I might, I might be considered a hangaround. Okay. Looking to become a member at some point, if I if it was uh, if it was real. Right. So I would go that route. I wouldn't be a crow eater because, <laughs> as we all know, a crow eater is uh, well. There's a female hanging there around. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I'm gonna have to say Suns final season, about two weeks away, and you can't get here fast enough. Every, anything that comes up on Facebook, social media, internet, I'm reading it because I I can't get enough. Deep into it right now. Yeah, I would say I would say if I rode, that would I would be something like that because that lifestyle, although it is kind of it's considered one percent outside the law, that lifestyle appeals to me, nice. and, I, and I don't know why. Just watching the show, I mean, obviously they they make it look like it's it, they, to glamorize it, and it's they glamorize the, the, it, yeah, it's, heavily heavily jack up the drama, right? And obviously, I mean, it's not all like that. I mean, but I don't know, there's something about that lifestyle, you know, the fact that you just basically say. F- the world. Yeah, F-, F F society. You know, I live by my own rules. Doing it their way. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of what me got me geeked on everything I've seen. I mean, the special guest stars I got this year: Marilyn Manson, Courtney Love, Malcolm Jamal Warner, the Theo Huxtable. <laughs> Didn't hear I mean, that one. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be part of the Grim Bastards, nice. which is which is uh, you would call it a puppet club, but it's they're kind of a. Uh, I guess a secondary club to the Suns. They they do uh, some of their dirty work for them. It's, it's an all black uh, motorcycle gang, which you don't really right. think of as a motorcycle girls. I mean, there are some bikes bikers out there, but in a, in a society like that, you're not going to think yeah, of that. That's not exactly so, expected. So he's he's going to be at yeah, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Theo Huxtable, if, if anything. I mean, the Cosby Show. Yeah, that was. I think that was kind of what Kurt was going for. Out of field. Yeah, I get a little chuckle of that one. I mean, there's going to be some good co-stars, good special guests, and there's everybody who watches the show. It's the final season, and they're yep. predict- predicting it's going to be mass hysteria. Maybe a lot of a lot of people being beaten and shot, so I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. Is there any word on the spinoff, either, the prequel? Um, Like I said, I, I, I keep reading about it. Um, he is still in talks with FX, but they've given him the green light if he wants it. It's his, but he wants to do his, uh, his period, medieval show yeah, his first. period project for it's called uh, Bastard, Bastard Executioner. Interesting. So uh, that's uh, coming in 2015. So he does he has that green light and he's writing episodes for it. And that'll awesome. be out first, and then everybody who's anybody that is associated or watches the show is looking forward to the prequel. He has the green light for it. He just hasn't started it yet. Interesting. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah. So my like I said, I mean, I'm I'm hoping they come out with a game for it. Anything, I mean, anything and everything that comes out. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
you know, I look at stores for anything that merch, mer yeah. any merch I can find. I, I'm online looking at merch, anything. I just so you've seen the replica bikes, the uh, the the Matchbox car one. Matchbox cars one. I've seen they've got bobblehead dolls. They've got plush dolls. They've got uh, t-shirts, hats. I'm looking for. I want the the Reaper beanie. Nice. Yeah, I want the shirt that just says Sam Crow across it. I mean, I have ones that have the the Grim Reaper on it that has the songs and all that stuff. I've I've got two or three of those shirts. I've got one from Southern Anarchy, Ireland. Me too. I, I got, got that one. Yeah, I got that I got one. The, I think I had the Sam Crow shirt you're talking about too. There's the one that just says Sam Crow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I want you know I want the hat with the hat. I would even take the sunglasses. I mean, they're always nice. they're always advertising the sunglasses on Facebook. Did Charlie only wears those sunglasses and whatnot? And all the guys, the characters, you know, Tommy and Theo and Kim and even Ron Perlman, they all wear the same sunglasses, and they're and they're pretty inexpensive. So, nice. you know, when I find a job that I can <laughs> start buying some of this stuff, then have a little excess. Yeah. Right, right. So, right, yeah. Right now, I don't have the excess, but when I get to that point, then yeah, I'm I'm gonna I may deck my house in black and white. Nice. So you're gonna have to get a hold of Sutter and see if he wants to uh, sponsor the show. You're doing it yeah. for him. Well, yeah, you know what? I may even uh, send him an email because he does do the uh, what the what the fuck Sutter on uh, YouTube. You know, right. he and he always says, you know, send him questions. I mean, I've sent him questions before and I've never really heard him answering the questions, but he does answer majority of the questions coming. I mean, obviously he's got to get oh, I'm sure it's a shit ton. hundreds, thousands of emails with with questions and stuff like that. I mean, anything from, you know, why did you kill Opie? How come Tara had to die? To what's going to happen to Juice. Right. You know, that's the big question that's coming up in the season. You know, what's Juice help Gemma cover up Tara's murder at the end of the season? What's going to happen to Juice? He's now not, he's now technically not a part of the club as far as everybody, as, as, as you see it, he's not part of the club right now. He's, in the previews, he's in some hotel somewhere all by himself. Is he all by himself? Is Are him and Gemma together? You know, what's going on with that? You know, what, what's up with Wayne? Because obviously, Wayne's going to have some idea of what happened because he knew that Gemma was heading in that direction to see Tara or whatnot. So does he know that the two of them are in cahoots type of thing? So it, it's going to be an interesting season. First episode's 90 minutes long. In my estimation, it can be... Yeah, they could do it twice that. They could do three hours. They could do three days. I think I'd watch... I wouldn't <laughs> go to bed. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't go to bed. I wouldn't tape it. I mean, I tape it. Oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. I tape it so that I can watch it later on until the DVDs come out. And then, of course, I go out and buy the DVDs. And then... So yeah. I, have, I have all six seasons. So anybody who's watch, You know, anybody who is listening or listens to the episode and wants the DVDs to catch up on it, give me a call. You can loan them out? Yeah, loan them out. I may rent them out because I got to make a little go. bit of money. Right. On top of that, you, I found out you can also get them on Netflix buddy of mine at my, uh, my new job uh, I kind of been talking to him about it and stuff like that and I let him know that it was on Netflix and he's going to give it a watch so what are they up to on there though four or five that I don't know I haven't checked I have to go back and check I haven't checked but I know they have because I did see somewhere on uh, Facebook that somebody said that they were watching it through Netflix mm -hmm. so obviously it's out there but yeah I know it's on there I, I've, I've gone past it and, and, I'm, and I'm sure they're probably a season or two behind so they're probably up to maybe four or five right so you, you obviously gonna, it's a show that even even Paul did because he wasn't watching it first. I wouldn't. No, I never roped in. Yeah, so and I had to loan him the first two, two or three seasons. Three. First, first three, three seasons. seasons. So and then uh, I found out that my brother's wife, so my sister-in-law, didn't watch the show either. Uh oh. And my brother and I watch it, and every time I see my brother, could we could be he could, he'll call me on the phone on Wednesday morning and we talk about it. Find out that his wife wasn't watching it, but she started picking picking it up in the middle of last season. Yeah, and that makes it rough. It, it does, because you, you're, you're, she's asking, well, why is this, and how come this, and what about this? So I just said, well, I'll give you the first 
five seasons that I've got, go ahead and watch them. They watched him in two weeks. I believe it. I mean, it's just that it's that you, you, it's one of those things where okay, this happened like the first episode. You know, the gun warehouse blows up. You know, and then <laughs> you know stuff like that. But then the next episode, you know, at the end of the episode, they get the guns back, and then the next episode ties into that. So it, it continues every episode. Oh, yeah. Everything's wrapped together. Yeah. So it's it's not something like you can watch it, then you watch the second one, and you're like, okay, well, I want to watch the third one. And then it's the third one because I find myself doing that. Like oh. I watch, I watch the seasons. I watch, I started again. I watch season one, season two. I lead up to it, like I always have. And I find myself doing the same thing. Like I watch an episode after I put my kid to bed. I watch episode. I watch the first episode, first season. Well, then the next thing you know, it's three episodes in, and it's twelve o'clock at night, okay. and I'm like, crap. I gotta get up at five o'clock or five thirty to get ready for work in the morning. And I'm thinking, well, I can just watch. I can watch one more. I can do I can do I can do four. I mean, it's it's just that type of show. I mean, I'm sure there's shows out there. Walking Dead's the same way. Mm-hmm. I you know as well as I last time I told you I didn't start watching it, but I rented the the DVDs from the library, and it was the same thing. You watch the first episode and like okay, second episode, then it's four episodes later and you're you're tied into the TV show at that point. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's it, just like any TV show that you like. I mean, I have TV shows that I watch too. You know that are you know, that are being renewed. I have TV shows that I watched that weren't renewed that I'm pissed about. Oh, definitely. And I don't understand some of these TV shows. Like I watched uh, Almost Human last fall with uh, Kyle Urban. That was a pretty good show. It didn't get renewed. I watched Intelligence with uh, Josh Hollowell from uh, Lost. Okay. That didn't get it. That didn't get renewed. So I was pissed about that. But there are shows out there that I that are getting renewed that I'm happy about. Glancy uh, as Los Angeles, which is uh, Chris O'Donnell, LL Cool J. I like that show. It's pretty cool. They're doing a new one, New Orleans, with Scott Bakula. All you geek fans out there know him from uh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap and uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, I don't. Enterprise. Yeah. Enterprise. That's the one. Yep. And then uh, Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift. He played uh, Sean Boswell or something like that. His, his name is Sean in the movie, and he'll be in Fast and the Furious Seven coming up. I guess what's got me. I, to go back to what's got me geeked is this is the final season of Sons. I can't believe it's over with. It's going to be sad to see it go. Definitely. So, but but there's still hope for the future with there, the prequel. Yeah, with the prequel. Hopefully, the prequel. I'm hoping that it'll lead up to it'll take, bring it right to the point where either a John is, you know, they were going to show how John is killed, or even bring it up to the point where, you know, Jackson, Opie, and those guys should they, they show that well they show how they get. I mean, obviously they get involved with the club through family, but how they get you know do are, are they prospect in? Are they just legacy in because their dad and and father or founding members. I mean, it, that's something that would be interesting to know. Because all these other guys, you know, half sack and uh, Juice, they all had to prospect. You prospect mm-hmm. for a year. You know, Filthy Phil and those guys. And uh, Rat Boy, he just got patched in last season. Um, they all had to prospect. And it's interesting to know that the family aspect, if they had to be prospect in. I mean, Chibs, did he have to prospect? Did he uh, prospect in Ireland because he was part of the real RRA? And he was part of, I think he was part of the Sons in Ireland. And when he got ostracized, he came, he took a transfer, obviously, to Charming. Right. You know, it's interesting, it would be interesting to see how those guys all tie in together. You know, Bobby and, well, you know, Happy, but Happy just, Happy's happy. Oh, he's the best part of that. that the best, I think the best scene from last, from last season was when, after he got, they gave him to the Chinese to hold him for whatever reason, and they got him back and they gave up. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the guy's name. It wasn't. Was it Galen? No, Galen was the one that Jax killed. But the other guy, that it was his number his two. Second, yeah. And they kind of turned him over, and then they they massacred the Chinese for the guns. And the head guy was there, and he was laying on the ground, and 
Tig gives Happy the gun and says something like, you know, finish it or this is for you or something like that. And he grabs, Happy grabs the gun and goes, goes, I love you guys. And then he shoots the guy like four or five times and Tig looks at him and goes, and we love you. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, that's all. I mean, it's just, I mean, Happy, that's just Happy though. I mean, yeah. And it, it, I don't know if anybody knows that, but he is part of the Hells Angels. He is a real biker. So he is part of that culture. I mean, he may not be deep in the club, but he actually started out as an advisor with Kurt. In that little part here and there, but his character is so it blew up. Yeah, it blew up. He's so prevalent in the, in the show. I mean, he's the he's the muscle. When you know, when Tig wasn't able to do it after the whole Donna thing and whatnot, and and then when uh, what was oh then uh, Chibs, who, who who I like, I like Tommy Flanagan. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I've seen him everything he's done. I've seen it. Nice. So and the the scars are real. Somebody I saw somebody on Facebook ask, "Are they real scars?" They are real scars. Oh, yeah. so he he did get he did get the Glasgow smile, which it's what it is called. Uh, he's a DJ at a club in Scotland. Uh, got jumped in the, after a show, and it's just it's it, it's his trademark now. Oh yeah, and that's how you know who he is. And from anything from uh, Gladiator, he was in Gladiator to he was in uh, Smoking uh, Smoking Aces to which oh, is nice. which is a lot of people are gonna know what that movie is. I mean I'm a movie buff so so I mean it can't get here fast enough right so what two more weeks you said yeah about two weeks it's uh September, September 9th. 9th September 9th 10 o'clock so my phone will be off and don't bother me yeah don't come out the door because I, I, I tell people that and inevitably like my ex will give me a call just to Next just time. just to do something stupid like that or my mom will call me or whatever you know so I turn my phone off and uh, nobody interrupts me and I'll watch it and I may even watch it the day after just to right just because I mean, soak it all back in. Oh yeah, because there's stuff you miss. You always miss things in, in TV shows because your your jaw drops. Like that, that just really happened, and you miss something after that that is more maybe more prevalent to the sh- to the story. <clears throat> Instead of uh, being off the grid, maybe we ought to just have you live tweet it from the GeekPod account. All your reactions <laughs> to it and everything. That would be different. Just it's no, fun. I don't know. I don't even know if I could do that because be the only time the only time in that entire episode where I was just like, oh my god. That I can't believe this is about to happen. It was when Opie was killed. Yeah. I mean, I sat on the edge of my couch thinking that it wasn't going to happen. How could you kill off? In, in everybody's, in most people's mind, the most beloved character on the TV show. And I was like, that that didn't just happen. Like, I was in shock that it happened. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. I, I It almost became the point where I was crying. I believe it. Because I, I, I like... Invested. I, yeah, well, it's not even invested. I just like Opie. But as Kurt put it, Jax needed something to push him. Right. That he was looking to get out. You know, this was after Clay was no longer the president, the president of the club, because Jax found out about what happened between him and his father. And Opie was just kind of, Opie was kind of pissed because Clay killed his dad, and he thought Jax knew about it, stuff like that. So Opie was kind of taking a back seat and kind of pulling himself away from the club, which he did. Remember, he did it the first step, the first right. season after he was in jail for five years after blowing up the shipping yard, and he got caught because his ride left him. Type of you know, type of stuff like that, and. He kind of pulled back a little bit. And he was doing it again, and you know, he purposely got himself arrested to go with the guys because he knew that if they, they, the three of them went in together, that they weren't going to make it. Right. And that's the kind of person he was. He's like, well, my brothers need me, and then for him to sacrifice himself for Jax, because that's what it was. Because Jax was going to put himself in. Yeah. And that would they weren't going to allow that, so he wasn't going to allow them to pick the person. So he was going to do it. He was going to see how far he could get. And Opie just said, "No, this is this needs to be done. I'm going to do it." And if you watch the episode, the first the first few seconds of it, you think he might make it through it, like he had the pipe and he was battling these guys off. And then it was just like, "Holy crap!" 
And I and I found out a few other things about the episode, which you you don't really think about. I watched Comic Con. They had the the panel um, on YouTube, and they were talking about that scene with Ryan Hurst as Opie on his knees, staring back at Jax and uh, Kim Coates, which is Tiggs and Tommy Flanagan, who is uh, Chips. Well, what come to find out was they were all so distraught that that was happening that they don't show it, but every single member was standing behind the glass. So when he looks up and he's smiling, it's because they're all standing there. They're all standing to, yeah, to say goodbye. Yeah. That's why he was. That's why he was smiling. It wasn't. He wasn't. Well, in the episode, it wasn't that he was afraid. He knew what was going on, but he actually looked up and he didn't know that this was going on. Like all the guys just showed up, and they were standing all there behind the glass. So it's just stuff like that that makes the, the TV show. I mean, it's it's not just a TV show. It's not just characters. They're a family. Right. Which makes it which makes it even better because you can see the emotion, and the emotion you're seeing is real emotion between the characters because. They're all invested. That's what I, I found that out. And uh, it was at the Comic Con 2013 that they talked about that. And you, you don't hear about that in oh, no. in other TV shows and whatnot. I mean, you're not going to hear about that in The Walking Dead, which is a little harder to do in The Walking Dead because it's you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you can't have you know right. guys standing behind a glass watching somebody get their head beat in. Right. <laughs> Getting <laughs> their throat torn out. Right. Exactly. So yeah, you're not going to see. You're not going to see. You know, you're not going to see like. Uh, Herschel, which is uh, Scott Grimes standing behind uh, Rick as he bites uh, Jeff Cobra's neck. You're not going to see that type of stuff. So, I mean, it, it it made me think about, wow, that's that's kind of a cool thing to, to do. And there's the, I, people can go on YouTube and see it where they uh, where they cut his beard off. I don't know if you've seen that, where they where Jacks and Bobby, which is Charlie Hunnam and uh, Mark Bowen Jr., they use a samurai sword to trim Reiner's beard. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and they and they each get to keep a little piece of it and stuff like that. So I mean, it's it was kind of a, that was kind of emotional to watch, like because I, I like Ryan Hurst. I mean, I, same thing. I've seen a lot of stuff he's done to watch that and have see these guys doing that, and they were crying and and these these are I mean actors. So it wasn't like Madden, yeah. right. It wasn't it wasn't Charlie Hunnam and Ryan Hurst. It was here go, here goes my brother. He's leaving the show type of thing and. So it just was kind of like you know it makes it makes me more invested in the show because they're invested in the show, so. right? Yeah, you know that they care enough about it too. It's not just a paycheck to them; they're not just right. going the paces. Yeah. Speaking of paychecks, did you? Uh, you're you're a Big Bang fan, right? You watch the TV show? Um, I'm a fan of the show. I haven't seen it in two seasons. Okay. Well, did you know that they just renegotiated had to renegotiate the contract? And it's ungodly, isn't it? Yeah, they're the three stars, uh, which is uh, Kelly Cuoco, yeah, and Jim Pearson and Jonathan Gardecki. Million dollars an episode. Wow. And uh, with syndication and all that stuff, it could be anywhere up to ninety million dollars a piece. That they that's what they're going to be making for the next, I think it's the next three years. Better be one hell of a season. Yeah, and the season is moving. It's not no longer on Thursday nights. Where is it going now? Moving to Monday. Monday Mondays at eight until after football season, because CBS, which owns the rights to Big Bang, got the rights to Thursday night football. Nice, makes and, sense. Yes. that's guaranteed ratings right, right there. So they're so they're moving it. I mean, that show you put that show on Sunday night, it's still going to make money. Oh, yeah. Everybody watches Big 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 Bang. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it at first. Same same way with same way with Friends. My sister loved that TV show. I couldn't stand it, but now I watch it in syndication. I'm thinking, why did I wait to watch this? Right. And the same thing with Big Bang. Like I didn't watch it because I was like, yeah, you know. But I started watching it, and it's funny, and the mm-hmm. jokes are still funny. 
Yeah, I mean, there's not many. Yeah, there's not many TV shows that you can watch the same episode, you know, six or seven times and laugh at the same jokes. The only sh- the only TV show that I can think of is Mash. Never was a Mash fan. You know, well, obviously it wasn't. It was. I mean, I was born in '75 and it went off the air in '81. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't. I Makes never watched. Reruns. I never. Yeah, I watched the reruns and I watched the reruns with my father. But I can watch the I can watch the reruns today. Like you could, I could put Mash on right down here today, and I know I'll know the episode, I'll know the joke, I'll know when the joke is coming. But I can't stop myself from laughing, right? Because it's just that funny, and that's that's a, it's a compliment to the writers. And that's oh, the definitely. way, and that's the way Big Bang is. That's the way Friends was. I mean, same thing with the Sun. I mean, I can watch the episode, know what's going to happen, and I, I can watch the episode of Opie being killed and still think to myself, he's going to make it through that. Because right. I was watching it, I was watching it today because I was, I was just flipping through through YouTube or whatever. I was just being stupid or whatever. And I, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this again. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it looks like he's actually going to make it through this. So on that note, uh, Paul, what's got you geeked? Well, I gotta tell you, I'm very, very geeked that we have our first in-studio guest. An awesome guy I met at one of the Syracuse Power Cons. Hell, back last in uh, last November. Yeah, it's been I almost, say. yeah. Wow. This is uh, Mr. John Genty. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for having me, guys. Glad Appreciate you. it. Glad you're here. John is doing something really cool. He's, I'm going to cut, I'm going to sell it way short. Do it. Yeah. No, just do it. Do <laughs> what you can, man. Trust me. I sell it short all the time. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's doing a movie here in Syracuse for geeks. Yeah. It's a film called Good Villain, and, um... I'm gonna let John take it away. He's gonna tell us all about the project to start. Yeah, it's 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 funny you, you start off by saying it's for geeks because uh, when I started writing, I started writing it about two years ago now, uh, about two and a half years ago, and that was my first thought was I really wanted to do something that spoke to geeky nerdiness, you know, just that that whole sect of people that you know they they love their comic books, they they're just in this world all the time where it, it gets. Yeah, you, you, what's that one TV show that's on right now? The um, yeah, Big Bang. Big Bang. That's yeah. the one. I've never actually watched an episode. Of we were actually just we were actually just talking about. Never watched because it, it angers me for some reason. I don't know what it is. I mean, <laughs> it, maybe it's just like ah, I could have done that kind of that feeling. Right. But but it's it's you know there's there's that and then you know what else is there that really shows that side of people? But that I think from what I've I've gathered and you know just the clips I've seen is more it really doesn't show regular guys who like comic books, who like, you know, who explore that stuff. And and really, um, I wanted to write a script that, that was a little more true to the the people that have the arguments, that have the discussions, that, that have that. But then I wanted to, to do something as well that kind of spoke to the things that I like, which is action movies and, you know, the comic book genre in, in, in general now. It's kind of taken off. And uh, so I wrote this, this script where... The whole idea came out of why don't the bad guys ever win? You know, why don't bad guys ever win? You know, you watch the movies all the time. And the good guys always win, and the good guys win because they're good guys. Right. The good guys are there. <laughs> so I was like, well, what if you just take the good guy out of the equation? What if there is no good guy? And that's where the the whole idea of good villain came from. Where, uh, okay, so you take the good guys out of the equation, and let's make it in real life. What would guys do? How would that work? What would that look like? And then as I continued to write, my uh, my mind got a little wacky, you know. It's like, well, let's go sci-fi with it. Let's get a little nutty now. So nice. it, it does have a little twist at the end, uh, uh, as far as really getting more, I guess, comic booky for for lack of a better term. Fantastic. So, so where are you at with the the project now? What's the status? We are uh, about ninety percent in the can with filming. Um, 
just a couple of maybe one or two scenes left and then just a, a few b-roll shots that, that need to be done and we've uh, we started shooting in I want to say March March-ish somewhere in there and uh, really went full bore through that that first month like took three weeks and tried to get as much as we could done and then uh, then life fit I've got I've got two kids a wife another kid on the way and uh, we, we found out around that time that she was pregnant again so and then we moved and uh, the, the project itself kind of took a pause at that moment so between what June July we had to take a couple weeks, a couple months there to, to kind of put it on pause, but now we're back at it and been editing and uh, got about 20% of the edit done and and actually uh, just found out that we are going to, this is fingers crossed at this point, we're going to uh, do a screening at the upcoming Heroes, is it Heroes Con? Heroes Expo? Here at the Heroes Expo at the Landmark. Awesome. So we're going to, we're shooting for that October 19th and uh, that just means I got to get my stuff together. <laughs> there right. There you go. There you go. That is, so. No, is that screening going to be over and above a like a, a big premiere for you here? Are you going to do something? Yeah, I think uh, you know the the screening is going to be more of kind of the the test for it than than an actual premiere. But because um, you know this is this is my first first full length feature film, and doing a full length feature film, I've done a lot of you know videos, shorts, music video stuff like that in the past. That, that's kind of my background, and I've been doing that for years. And you know, you automatically think, well, I can make a movie. Everybody's like, I can make a movie. Movies are easy. Well, I'm gonna make a movie. And and so I started. I was like, I started doing it. I was like, ah, this is great. This is gonna be. And there is nothing I have done in my entire life that has been more difficult than trying to do a full length feature film. I mean, you know, the 90 page script, great, got that done. It was, you know, I was like, oh, it feels really good. Registered it, but then it was like. You get the pre-production, the production, you get people's schedules, you get, you know, locations, all these other things that, that have to match up for everything to kind of hit where you want it to hit. And uh, it's it's definitely been a challenge, but it's been a good challenge. Uh, it's been, you know, the, the the things that I've learned from all of it has, has taken me to another level where I'm really excited that this is going to be something that I think we can be proud of as, as a city because this is really a homegrown project. The people here, the, the people that are a part of it. So when it's all said and done, it, it should be, well, I mean, I'll find it funny. I really don't care if anybody else right. finds it funny at this <laughs> point. It's like, I guess that's all matters as long as you like right. it. Yeah, exactly. Who cares if everybody else likes it? Yeah. If, if you're happy with it, then there yeah. you go. I mean, yeah. I was cutting a scene the other night, and I was, I'm sitting there, and I'm giggling. And I'm like, nobody else is going to find this funny, but this is hilarious. <laughs> that's kind of the same way we're all here, too. We, we do it to amuse ourselves. <laughs> right. <and stuff. laughs> Although we do have listeners from California. Bye. Yeah. Yo, what up, my Cali people? <laughs> Where you at? Yeah, that I can't tell you. That's all, all right. I got to just take. So. Okay, fair. Well, uh, where are you at? Seriously, right? Yeah, people. Call us now. Let us know. <laughs> so, so we got that. Yeah. Filming. Filming. Comic shops. Where did you go? Two places actually. Um, we've done uh, Play the Game, Read the Story. Was pretty much the principal location for the uh, the comic book store itself. Um, the story, a little bit more of the story, is comic book store owner uh, gets. Um, bought out by a company, and what happens is they they don't know how to raise the money, and they, they do the only thing they know, which is becoming supervillains. And the comic book store that we've kind of shot out of primarily is play the game, read the story, uh, with a couple of scenes being shot at um, Cloud City up in Shopping Town Mall. Love that place. It. That place is great. Yeah, I love uh, Jeff. Jeff's place. Jeff yeah. Watkins. Jeff I went to high school with Jeff. Did you really? Yeah. Where did you go to high school? CNS. All right. Okay. Jeff and I actually graduated the same year. Wow. Yeah. How old are you? 
Go ahead, do it. Yeah, hey, come on. He's dropping <laughs> right man. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Good for you. Good for how you. How old do you think I am? I wouldn't say much more than thirty-five. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I'll be turning thirty-seven in a couple months here. Fantastic. Yeah. I just did thirty-seven last month. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Seventy-seven. That's yes. what I'm talking about. This is a good year, right there. Yeah. Vintage. Well, vintage year. Yeah. Vintage year. <laughs> So I'm assuming there was other locations around Syracuse. There Stuff were. that wasn't. It was kind of cool, actually. Um, the locations, you know, because this is very low budget, very very low budget movie. And when I say very low budget, I mean like there was aside from the little money that we raised on Kickstarter, that was it. That that pretty much got the equipment, and then it was just begging, pleading, borrowing for whatever else we could. Uh, and when it came to the locations. Uh, places like Plato's Closet, they just people people just literally were like, oh, whatever you need, man, because people in Syracuse really are excited, and there's an energy that that's here that you can kind of start seeing it's being built around the film industry, especially with that that new um, post production house that's being built in uh, East Syracuse right now. That's right. Yeah, there's this is like it's the community itself is kind of embracing film in general, which in the next couple of years could become a real hotbed for. I'm re- this is my my goal, my vision, that it becomes a hotbed for indie film, much like you know New Jersey was in the in the mid '90s, where you had all those directors popping up out of there. So you know, and, and you know now these guys they all have their little cliques, and you know they they go to each other's houses and they hang out, and I I really think we can do that here in Syracuse. I mean, we've got SU right, right here, and, you know, New House is right here Definitely. where they put out some of the the greatest media people in, in the country, you know, all all the time. So you know, why not us? Why yeah. not Syracuse? Why aren't we mining that? Yeah, exactly. In the house, yeah, yeah. So you know, and it's kind of cool because with the with the, the new post production house being put in, um, you know, it's going to give a lot of these students a reason to stay as opposed to going to New York, going to LA, going to Chicago, going to these other places. Which you know, normally, you know, once you graduate here, you're like, well, what do I? Why would I stay here? There's nothing here for us. So it, it was kind of cool just with locations because people were just kind of just giving me access to whatever I needed. So there was a scene in Plato's Closet, like I mentioned, you know, play the game, read the story. Um, Cafe Kubal was another one. Cloud City, of course. Uh, there, So there was a bunch of places that just were like, yeah, whatever you need, man. You know, feel free. And I was like, wow, you guys are great. That's pretty awesome. nice. That's nice. That's definitely great. Yeah, yeah, to come together. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. give me a false starts and bullshit and say, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. But then when it's time, well, you know, well... Right. Yeah. You couldn't do my business or whatever. Or yeah, exactly. You know, but for the fact that the community is like, well, no, whatever you need, come, come here. Yeah. And it's for them. It's you know when they see it on TV, it's exposure for them. It and is. They're gonna be like, yeah, they're gonna be people are gonna say, oh, I know that place. I'm gonna go to Plato's Closet and yeah. do this, or I'm gonna go to you know, the, the comic book stores or whatever and, yeah. and, and check out these places because I've seen it now. I know what it looks like. And I'm gonna go there. And I'm gonna say, hey, you know, I saw this in this movie. And yeah. So that's, yeah, and then like a commercial, good. you know, which you know you'll get at midnight on some random channel. <laughs> right. You know, right. this could be in someone's house right. all year round, or something just pops in and it's like, oh yeah, you want to check this out? Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm actually dying for my coffee. I can't wait because Geekpod <laughs> did support the, did. the Kickstarter. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a there was a about forty fifty people who uh, supported the first Kickstarter. Um, I say first, actually, it was the second Kickstarter. Uh, we did a Kickstarter. Um, that was slightly grandiose, slightly grandiose for for what the vision is. I mean, honestly, we could have used the money. The first Kickstarter was for twenty five grand. Um, didn't hit that by a, by a long shot, and so you know, it, it it hit you. You're like, oh my lord, all right. Well, this vision, this thing that I really wanted. What do I do now? You know, it's do do I just give up? Do I walk away? Do I say, eh, it didn't work? And uh, it was about a month later that you know. Uh, 
church that I go to, the, the pastor there was saying something about vision and about doing, you know, not giving up on something like that. And uh, uh, I, would, I just really took it to heart and I was like, wow, you know, it's like he's talking right to me. He's like, you just did this thing and you, you need to go and you need to do it again. And I'm like, all right, all right, so we'll do it again. So I did it, set the goal a little bit differently, got it and uh, was able to just push through it like that. So it was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I, I was glad to see that one go through. I, I was rooting for you. Thank you. Cause <laughs> I was rooting for me too. <laughs> well, you better be rooting yeah. for you. If you're the guy behind I, it, you got to do it. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> right. Like Eeyore. <laughs> oh well. That's awesome. So I'm assuming you are a comic book reader. Oh yeah, yeah I am. I, and it's you know it's funny because I um I started reading comics in the. Uh, the late 80s, early 90s, and, uh, you know, just like a lot of kids, you know, you, you read them so much, you tear them up, you just roll them, you reread them, you get so into it, and then from there, the, the obsession took over. Um, the the ni- early 90s, Marvel put out these, uh, uh, do you remember, like, they had the cards, like, they had, like, trading the cards, trading card the trading yes. card sets, they put out two sets of Marvel series cards, and then they, they spun off, like, X-Men, Spider-Man, and a bunch of other ones, and... And I, I still have my, my first two collections of Series 1 and Series 2. Nice. In in plastic, of course. All of and the holograms? Yes, and the holograms. <laughs> yeah, so you know what's going on. I know, I remember. And that was, that was the thing. So, like, you know, you take those and you, you learn all the stats. And you're like, well, this guy could beat this guy. Well, this guy's energy level is level 10. And, you know, from there it was... Uh, it, it just kind of spun out of control, really, from right. there. And uh, it, But, I mean, at the same time, everybody has hobbies. And, and I think geek... The, you know the, the term geek and I actually do this in the movie where I talk about the difference between geek dork nerd because there is a specific difference between the three and you can't say all geeks are nerds and all nerds are geeks or all nerds and, and, and geeks are dorks they do sometimes cross over <laughs> but you know for the most part a geek is just a person who who likes something very specific and has a very great knowledge of that one thing you know whether it's comic books whether it's, you know, sports, whether, you know, it could be Disney movies, you know, who, who knows, that person, and everybody is like that. Oh, yeah. And, and so everybody is a geek in one form or another. They just, they, they like to throw that term out there, just kind of as this, oh, all right, well, I'm going to put you in, you're a geek, you know. Well, okay, yeah, so are you. Yep. Right. You know? That's that's kind of the, the mission behind GeekPod. It's, yeah. it's like he was just reading off the front page. Right, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, well. Yeah, that's that's our whole thing is, yeah. you know what, we're all geeks, just embrace it. Right. Yeah. Everyone's got their own yeah, thing. You, you, may not, you may not think you're a geek, but like you said, but yeah. you, you're if you're passionate about something, yeah. whatever it is, you're passionate about that, you're you're geeked about that specific thing. Exactly. Like, Paul's, I mean, Paul's, uh, I'm not a big fan of comic books, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I, did, I didn't read comic books when I was growing up, that's but my true. brother did. Yeah. My brother was a big fan of it, I'm always, I've always been a sports all the way from the time I was five years old till now. I mean, I still, I play sports all the time whenever I can. But does that make me a geek? Hell yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm yeah. I, I'm a geek about sports. I, yeah. Anything you can think about sports, I I probably know it, and if I don't, I know exactly where I can get it from. <laughs> See, that's cool. Yeah, I actually just came from playing basketball. That's why I had the nice. game one o'clock. I I love sports. Yeah. That's that's like the other half, right there. That yep. just kind of wraps me up. Which is interesting because the movie has nothing, nothing sports related in it at all. Like it is just one hundred percent Star Wars comic book. You know, just nonstop super pop culture references is what it is fantastic like, I love that yeah. so what is it what, what are your uh, your comic books now what are you reading currently well I, the last two years I've had to kind of take a hiatus the uh, the movie has been my focus 
like I couldn't even you know I, I was big on like television shows there was a few shows that I really liked as well you know because Shield just came out Arrow wow. had just come out and you know I, I love that I love the crossover between media like that and uh, before all that I've been reading um, a lot of Captain America a lot of uh, Hulk, Avengers. I right before the reboot Marvel did was was right when oh, uh, they when went I, to yeah. Marvel Now. Yeah, Marvel Now, now. exactly. Yeah. I um I, I was trying to keep up as much as I could on Spider Man. Um, you Good know. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know I I, I was I was following all the way up right up until what was it uh, five hundred? Is it five hundred? Seven. The one where he seven hundred. Yeah, died. died. Yeah. Thank you, Dan Slot. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was. So and and I then I went to Superior for a little while and I just I I was so angry I was like wait a minute wait a minute so this is what they're doing really I know I, we have enough superheroes that are dicks already yeah that we really need to turn Spider Man into one <laughs> into Doc Ock really yes. really really and so I followed that and uh, I even followed it all the way back to when he just came back um, in the new Amazing Number One which I'm sure at some point they're going to say wasn't really Amazing Number One. It was number seven oh one probably or whatever, because <laughs> right. this, this is the second time they've done that, right? Where they've they've had to stop they the series, reboot it, and then say, "No, we're it. just kidding." That's back to the original uh, number. Here it is. Yeah. Just forget everything else you, you like learned. A, like a bad dream or something. Basically. Yeah, kind of okay. like the Dallas effect. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. wow! Yeah, look yeah, at that. You in the way back machine? Yeah. All right, <laughs> little Jr. reference. <laughs> All right. Now, my my question is, how much of the audience is going to get that joke? Not much. Yeah. Uh, well, I got it. I got I'm it. Too. <laughs> so, if anything else, like, it goes back to we liked it. See? So. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, audience. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> that, that's how we treat our audience. Oh, right? Right, okay. And they seem to like it for whatever reason. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> like a like a hated stepchild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so you're not really following at the moment. No, I have, I haven't been able to. I, you know, my point, and that's the thing. Uh, you have to, especially with something like this, and it is all encompassing. The the time that I get. Um, the resources that I get at this point um, really are focused towards the movie. Once the uh, the movie is completely in the can, I do plan on going on a huge <laughs> binge. Oh, it's yeah, you know, and that's the crazy thing. Cause shooting in comic book stores, it's so distracting. <laughs> so like, you're sitting there and you're trying to do a take, and you're over there like, wait, what? What is this? What's yeah. happening to Fantastic Four? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I'm just two pages. You got to action? No, not now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's great. So yeah, coming soon, hopefully. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. We'll have to get you back on after that, so we can really brush up on the comic stuff. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Although it just so happened, what last weekend? Yeah, last week. We uh, was it last weekend? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, last Friday, Corbs and I took in a showing of Guardians of the Galaxy, <gasps> and there was this group down in the front who were mm. really enjoying the movie. They were hooting and hollering for it all, nope. and uh, we didn't know. I was enjoying. It. I was like. Fuck yeah! I mean, <laughs> that makes it even better because that was my second time seeing it. Oh really? Yes. Okay. And so uh, I didn't ruin it for you. No, no. <laughs> That's my well, first time. Though, but you uh, never ruined it for me either. Uh, so. But no, but because I, I was so I, I've been backing this movie so much because that's my thing. I'm more of a Marvel cosmic guy. Yeah. And uh, so I was so glad it's done well because the last time I was really excited for a movie was Green Lantern. Oh. Uh, yeah. That I'm didn't go that. so hot. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Nope. That, that was just full of bad omens. Uh, so taken aside, I remember doing the midnight showing no bueno. for Green Lantern in New Hampshire, which we were up oh, there for a funeral. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. When and you went to that. My wife's grandmother had passed, and I decided that was the perfect time to go. Oh to yeah, movie. yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and and so I wonder bad. why she thinks I'm a dick. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, we get out of the movie, and uh, who, who is spearheading that group? None other than John. I was talking about. I just. <laughs> I, here's the funny thing, you know, people, I, I, I've uh, kind of garnered this reputation when it comes to specifically superhero movies as either you're on one side or the other. You know, I see you're, you're a Red Sox fan. No, no not, I'm not. Who's, you're the Red Sox fan? I'm the Red, Red Sox, Sox fan. Sox fan. Yeah. I'm a White Sox fan. Don't no, I? Don't. No, I, hey, I got nothing. No, no, I mean... Paul knows my favorite player was uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. I'm a... I'm a what? Yeah. How can that be your... Yeah. <laughs> Right, I mean exactly. Right. The bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, right. Right. Well, so that's that's how I got you know eight men out and uh, Field of Dreams, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and, and stuff. So I became a Joe Jackson fan, and I read up on him. I did wow. a yeah. It's that's the most random thing I think I've ever heard in my life. You know, and you know my inspiration for liking a team, shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. And, and, and people do that. People are like, really? I mean, he's from the twenties. Before yes. that, I mean, he was. And I'm just like that's just who I like. I mean, I do like guys from nowadays. I was a I was a Madden. Oh, that's good. I, was, yeah. I, was, I mean, keep it current. I mean, right. I mean, when I played baseball, I was a Maddenly Don Maddenly fan. I love Don Maddenly. Yeah. But I also like Frank Thomas, big Frank Thomas oh, fan. He just got inducted. Hurt. Yeah. yeah, he just got inducted. Yep. I did not make it up for the the induction, which mm. uh, I kind of kicking myself for that yeah. one. I mean, but with a seven year old, I'm not taking him to Cooperstown induction weekend. It's <sighs> I, I used to go. I used I used, I used to sell baseball cards. Okay. When I was in high school, I used to do baseball cards and autographs. I used to go to all these autograph sessions and, and whatnot. So I used to go up there for the autographs because you go up there on Friday, they have a golf tournament. All mm -hmm. the players, that, including the induction guys that be inducted, all the old timers, they come up, they play golf, and they have celebrities come through. Um, and then Saturday, they do an autograph signing with all the old timers and the guys that are being inducted. So you get to go through it. It was it's all free. Hmm. Go through and they they sign like they have these little card plaques that they sign for you and hand out. It, it's it was pretty cool. No, I was in my my teens, so and I was a huge baseball fan, which I still am. So it was great because I used to be able to go and see like Ted Williams, Stan Musial, and, you know, all these all these old timers, man, and it was just so nice to see these guys. And you could bring your own stuff to sign, baseballs and whatnot, and they would just sign whatever you put in front of them. It was wow. fantastic. And then you sit on on Sunday, you go to the induction ceremonies. Well, there's like ten thousand people at the induction ceremonies, and I have a seven year old. Uh, yeah, boy. Yeah. No bueno, because he after ten minutes he's like, I'm bored. Right. Yeah. He's done with it. Yeah, he's yeah. done with it. So I'm thinking. And it's it's not a bunch like, of old guys talking at right, this point. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's not it's not a five minute thing. It's a no. three, four hour ceremony. After ten minutes he's like, I wanna go and I'm thinking, No. No. <laughs> this is the good part. Right. So, <laughs> so I just had to, I wasn't taking him. Yeah. So but I'll, I'll get up there with him at some point and hmm. at least get to see the plaque and all that stuff, which I'll be nice. Very cool. Yeah. So what were we talking about? Yeah, what we took out. Yeah, we. Wow, but that's close. that's that's our show, though. We we'll, we're we talking do, about yeah. something, and then someplace else we end up someplace else. We were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, oh, that's right. We yes. the, fact, the fact that we were all at the show together. Yes. And the funny thing about the show is, is he texted me at I don't even know. It was like nine o'clock at night. Maybe like ten minutes to nine, because I was I work in Cortland, so I was down there. And my son had gone to Binghamton, Binghamton to see his mother. I dropped him off. He texted me at nine o'clock. He's like, the show starts at nine fifty-five. Now I'm in Cortland, and it's 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 about a thirty-minute ride. Yeah. It's not too bad. So he says, "Well, I want to go to the movies," and I'm like, "Ah, all right, I'll meet you there." So I'm driving down eighty-one, and I realize I've got to make one more stop before I get to the movie. So I got to go to my mom's house, which is past the mall. It's not on the way, so I got to go past the mall. Something in. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to make it. Yeah. If, I, if I'm driving at one, and I was doing 80 miles an hour, I'm like, I'm not going to make it. But I'm not even close. So I just put the, I put the pedal on the floor. I was being a retard. I was <laughs> 87 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, down 81, through the city. Yeah. And I got through the city past the mall, and I went, 
this has to be the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I called my sister on the phone because my mom had met me in, in Cortland so we could bring my son down because he goes to daycare up here in Syracuse. So she brought him to Cortland and then we brought him to Binghamton. And I had to drop some potatoes off my mom because we were going to a graduation party. And she potatoes. was Potatoes? Yeah. All right. Well, she was making trim potato salad. It's important. And I bought it in Portland, and she did it for the morning. So I was like, well, i got to drop it off. So I called my sister. I said, I'm, I'm coming. you got you got a couple things I need to get from you. So just have them by the door. I'm going to be coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to throw this bag of potatoes at you, and you better catch it. <laughs> and I did it. Knocked on the door. She opened the door, and I whipped the potatoes at her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Here. And she goes, what? I said, I gotta go. Give me, give me what I, I need. I gotta get out of here. She's like, okay. I said, don't tell them how. Took me like twelve minutes from Cortland, or from uh, Preble, to just outside of Syracuse. What's a Preble? Preble is a. It's a spot about ten minutes outside of Cortland. So it's a twenty-minute trip from Preble to Syracuse. I made it in twelve. Wow. Good for you. And I wasn't. And I wasn't going the fastest. I got past. I believe that. By more than one person. They were probably gonna go see Guardians. As right. Well. I think they, they did. Make it <laughs> It was a good movie. I, oh, I really enjoyed movie. it. I did. And, and, and he'll tell you, because he asked me about it going originally, and I was like, no, nah, I don't really have a, the heart to see it right now. He's like, why don't you want to go see it? I'm like, nah, I just don't. But he's like, well, let's go. And I'm like, all right, fine. And I went, and it was fantastic. Did you make it? I made it. Mm-hmm. And we actually made it with about five minutes, actually about ten minutes to spare. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, wow. it, then it included going to my mom's and back to the mall. And still hitting the, the snack booth, because yep, there's no actually, way I yeah. wasn't getting a giant popcorn. Yeah, we actually got popcorn, yeah. and still made it in the time. We actually made it in just in time. I think we sat down and sat down previous, the previous started. See, so what do you, okay, so here's my question, though. The uh, difference between the Marvel and what, what they're doing Marvel Universe-wise and the DCU. DC says they have a plan now. They say, and they keep saying it, I don't see anything, but they keep saying it, oh yeah, everything's, it's going to be canonical now. Everything is... Meanwhile, Marvel is on what? What is their? They're on the tenth movie now, something like that. Somewhere around there, well, they're, they're into what phase two? They're calling yeah, it now. Phase two, and they got like five more movies lined up for the next couple of years. Meanwhile, DC's struggling to put out the second in what they call their canonical series because Superman, I guess, would be the first. Yeah, I guess Man of Steel is yeah. starting off their shared universe, which. They've already fucked up because they said they're not having acknowledging the TV shows as shared. That's the, okay, because that's where I was going. Because I I finally the last couple of weeks uh, started watching a couple episodes of Arrow, and I got about you know maybe halfway through season two, where all of a sudden now you've, you're you're introducing the Flash character, you've introduced Amanda Waller, you've introduced kind of Ross Al Ghul, but here's the, the kicker for me was they they had that Chinese guy. From the Dark Knight movie, you know he was the one. They Google calculation. That guy, the guy who um, who, who uh, the Joker. Oh, he torched him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That guy. They have him in multiple episodes of Arrow, which is another DC show, as something similar. But not, <laughs> but not that guy. <laughs> he's kind of him, but he's not. He's kind of him, but he's not. But he's still Chinese. Right. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> Close enough. Well, it's okay. So they got going. But that's the thing, though. You know, Marvel, and the difference between that and what Marvel does and, and what they did with S.H.I.E.L.D. is just amazing to me. Marvel's like, no, no, no. We've got a full plan for everything. You know, even the stuff that they don't have the rights to right now, they are still trying extremely hard mm-hmm. to pull into their universe as much as they can. But DC, it just—it's like a, a couple of kids just playing with toys right now. Right. I don't want to do this anymore. 
I'm gonna put this over here now. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. Like you're talking, they can totally do the shared universe. They've already established the universe with Arrow bringing in Flash. But no, let's let's cast some other guy to play him in the the Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Because I guess they it looks like they've got that guy from uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. Yeah. It looks they, like he's there was a shot of him released last week. I think with like it? green socks on. CGI or socks. Yeah. Yeah. CGI socks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his legs are going really fast. <laughs> Let's all speculate. Right. Yeah. See, I didn't even see that. One. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll post the picture on the I'm show sure notes. You will. Yeah. It's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. People either love or hate going to movies with me though. It's um, it's kind of fun because like you know, you guys were witness to I. And it's only with the Marvel and DC movies, those comic book movies, where I just get very vocal and just excited. Uh, you know, in other movies, you know, I'll just I'll sit and I'll enjoy. But but uh, when it comes to those, especially ones that that you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, or they're they're very kind of off the beaten path for Marvel. And I read this interesting article a few months ago talking about how Marvel never would have gone even the way of Iron Man. If they had had the rights to X Men and Spider Man, right? They, they would have. They, a lot of these movies we're seeing are just because they didn't have their their big name guys to go to. So Guardians of the Galaxy kind of benefited from that, and Marvel seeing, oh wow, we can do characters that aren't necessarily mainstream that people don't necessarily know, and do it well. And, and as I was watching that movie, the the thing that just it kept popping into my head was like, oh my. 20 years ago to think they would be able to do something as extravagant and, and it really was a beautiful movie just the way it was done James Gunn did an amazing job with it, it just start to finish the, the the imagery that was in that movie you could not have imagined something like that in, in such a grand scale it's just kind of, it's it's for doing as much money as it's done it's still getting glossed over it's like oh it's just another movie that's kind of you know but it's doing really well good for them it's it's fantastic. It really is, but it, you know, I guess it's just because of the technology where we're at now that we can have people with these huge imaginations that, that you know, when we were reading comic books when we were younger and they were able to draw out these giant universes and, you know, well, you can never put that in a movie. Right. Now we're at a point where you can go into that world and, you know, when they got to um, the planet uh, that, that the uh, collector was on, Nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. That was it for me. Because, like, oh. I, that last run that this, the movie was based on was, is one of my favorite runs of all time. Yeah. And so the moment they showed that, that severed celestial yes. head, it was, like, a, a, such a nerdgasm for me. <laughs> I was, like, that... There was a... Yeah. Wiggy was sitting next to me when we originally saw it, and I, I spiked him with the elbow. I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, what? Because he had he has no idea what Guardians was. Spectacular. I'm oh. sitting there, and I was like, oh, he actually did it. It's like, you, you know, you're, you always think, okay, how can we dumb this down? How can we make this a little simpler? But they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't at all. It was spectacular. And it just opens up the cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, now we're talking Celestials. We're talking about the Nova Corps. Which, that's huge for me. When we're done recording, I'll have to show you my study. I actually have Nova number one framed on my wall. No kidding. Yes. Oh. I'm getting it's huge for me. I got goosebumps right now. I mean, I, for most people, they're like, okay, Nova. But no. for me, that's that's huge for me. All right, I'm going to say something that my wife is going to kill me for. But we, uh, you know, we're going to have another kid, and we're, we're really hoping for a girl. We're believing it's going to be a girl. And uh, one of the names that she came up with was Nova. And I sat there and they were like, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why? 
Oh, she's no. She actually said no. I already looked it up. I know it's a comic book name too. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's funny, <laughs> because my youngest daughter, Kylie, I got my wife to agree with it. She thought it was a brilliant idea to come up with Kylie. Now it's spelled uniquely. It's K Y L E E. Oh, big Green Lantern fan. Kyle Rayner's my guy. I get it. She, it took her a while, but she put it together, and she's like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my uh, my first my firstborn is a. Uh, his middle name is Great uh, Grayson. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very like, nice. She takes credit for some other show, and I'm like, that is not the reason nope. at all. Yeah, sure, You're it is, honey. Me? No. No. And then um, the the second board, uh, his name is Jace, which they're in the Star Wars continuity. Of course, there's Jana and Jason, and so I was really trying to get uh, something like that. So like, I was like, please. She's like, well, I kind of like Jace. I'm like, all right, let's close right, up. Let's go for it. Close up. Cut it yeah. off. <laughs> so we're trying to try to stick with the, the and she'll she'll argue with you know it's not no it's not the reason at all those are it's, right that's completely it. Yes. or else I would never give it in. So that's you got to give them that though because they yeah. can't fully commit to the to the geek. No. Yeah, no, really, they can't. <laughs> no, she mine had no interest. But as you see, like I said, I got two little girls, so we've got all the Barbie dolls. Look on the other shelf, though, and we have all the uh, Marvel superhero masters oh, figures. Oh, yeah. Full set of Guardians figures already. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Madison's huge. Is that a Wonder Man in there, I think? Uh, I think that's supposed to be Hawkeye. Oh, okay, yeah. I see yeah, that. they haven't done Wonder Man yet for that set. Now I'm going to have to post pictures of that Hawkeye, too. The, yeah. the show notes are probably going to be bigger than the show. <laughs> <laughs> so many things going on right now. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed Guardians, so it was really good. I moved into my top three, I think, yeah. for for comic book movies. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was better than Avengers, just because the benchmark that Avengers set. And actually, this is this is how geeky, geek like, geek esque, geek. I like geek esque. I like geek -esque. That. I can get I get with this this whole, especially the movies, because the movies it it really because it, it resonates with me. It, it combines my two things that I'm most passionate about, and I have an Excel spreadsheet that actually lists. All of the the major comic book movies. You know, I don't. I didn't like go off into like uh, you know the Sin Cities or or anything like that. But all the major major ones, and I rank them in order by a formula which compares the villain and all these are on a scale of one to ten. Villain, plot, special effects. Uh, what was the other thing? There's a couple like five or six categories. Add all those up. Each one gets a tallied number, and then it officially ranks all of the movies so nice. I've got 50 movies in there right now and one and two are Avengers and then it goes Dark Knight and then well now because I haven't done it since because I've been so busy I haven't done it since uh, Winter Soldier came out didn't, didn't get a chance to see X-Men which really kind of saddens my heart didn't get a chance to see Amazing Spider-Man 2 which doesn't sadden my heart because um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you guys I am not it just doesn't... Something about it doesn't feel right to me. I don't know what it is. Um, the Power Ranger <laughs> Green Goblin kind of creeps me out a little bit. <sighs> with just, his bad teeth. Just there's so much. Fix <laughs> your teeth, you hippie! <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I don't know. There's The, the first one I, I, I saw, I haven't seen the second one yet, like like I said, but now it's out on uh, DVD. I'll probably get a chance here soon, but... It just... I don't know what it is about... The, the Amazing Spider-Man. That's just it's not it's just not clicking for me. The first one was cool. I, I did like it. I thought it was cool. It wasn't great. Right. It was cool. Yeah. 
I was interested to see the second one. I bought it. I don't know if I'll ever open it. <laughs> really? I have a, yeah, it's, I have a tendency. I did the same thing with The Dark Knight Rises. I've heard phenomenal things. I own it. I've just never opened it. Don't. Don't? <laughs> Not that good? No. Nice. No, it, you know what? It, it is. It's Well, it is and it isn't. It's one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen, just in the plot itself. Okay. It's It's got some of the biggest plot holes I think I've ever seen in any movie that they just expect us just to kind of glance over. And I know Kevin Smith argues for these plot holes till he's blue in the face. He's like, yeah, you just got to believe. You got these Bruce Banner. Or Bruce Banner. Bruce, <laughs> that, would Bruce Banner. that would make it a lot better. Bruce Banner is Batman. <laughs> it's like, ooh, wow. Um, Bat Hulk's man. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Best crossover but he, ever. Wait, if it was that, he would never be Batman because he's always mad. That's true. That's true. He would just always be the Hulk. Well, here's the question, though. Could the Hulk do the Batman voice? Batman. I think it would sound clearer than <laughs> what it was. Oh, man. I think we might have a title for the episode, though. It might be Bat Hulk Smash. Bat Hulk Smash. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, that movie, Dark Knight Rises, just made me angry. It just it frustrated. The, the way, and this is it, just DC not having a grasp on what they want to do. The, the way that movie ended... And and uh, I've heard all about it. Okay, because so, yeah. uh, you know spoilers. Yeah. Do I say it? Spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler. Again, um, wait. That but, movie's how old? Yeah, two thousand twelve. Usually, usually yeah. say it. That's two years if old. You haven't so seen yeah, it, you're an idiot. So yeah. basically, <laughs> thanks. Well, well, you are basically. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, you own it. You've just never seen it. So that's it's different. True. That's yeah. different. That yeah, gets me a pass. Gets you a pass. This time, too damn lazy to put it into my Blu-ray player. What was it? The the ending where. They they take all he he loses all of his money he gives away his mansion and then he just disappears. Yeah, doesn't end up with him like sipping tea and and uh, or something. Uh, after he somehow survived a nuke, right? <laughs> like, come on, <clears throat> you know it's it, and that's just less than less the last five minutes. Of right. it. I mean that that right there. I was like, well, I'm done. We're all not right. even gonna go into the fact that the cop was secretly robbing the whole time. Yeah, <sighs> they tried to make it so cool. Oh, they tried. And they missed so bad. <laughs> oh, man. So it sounds to me like Christopher Nolan didn't really direct that one. It was more of a Michael Bay film. Is that what you're saying? Basically. A lot of explosions, a lot of noise. Bane. That was my Bane impression. <laughs> Every time I think of that, all I think of is Kevin Smith's version of it. Have you heard that? No. He does one constantly on on. Yeah, now we're going to start plugging Kevin Smith's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Because he, he needs the help. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He does a show called Hollywood Babylon, and that's the one impression he does on it. Is he does a Bane, and I don't have much to go by because, like I said, I haven't seen the movie. But it's, it'll it'll frustrate. It's good to see once. I, I I'd say it was. It's good to definitely see once. It's, it'll just frustrate you because the they took three of the the main stories that I love: the Nightfall story, the uh, what was the one where they were all on the island. It was, uh, but it kind of took. The uh, Dark Knight, right, or Dark Knight Rises. Um, Return. Return, thank you. Because um, I have, I, that's one of the ones I own, Frank Miller's. Uh, that, that's a, that's, I've a got that one CGC graded. Ooh. Ooh. I have to catch a look at it. I stare and I kiss it. <laughs> um, but that's, I have that, and then um, it, it kind of crossed that, Nightfall, and then I forget what the one where everything was on the island. 
So it was like there was three different stories that they they tried to mash into one, and it just it didn't work. It, yeah, that it just didn't well. didn't work. I mean, there were such all three of those stories alone, uh, which is what amazes me. DC has the best animation. DC Animation oh, Group yeah. is spectacular. Their stories, the writing, everything they do, every single one of the Green Lantern ones they put out have been spe- amazing, amazing. But, you know, and I'll watch those and I'll be like, well, why can't they just do that? Right. Why can't they just take that story and do it instead of, you know, putting out the crap they've been putting out? Right. It doesn't, it's like whoever's in charge over there. It, I, I hear you. Instead of we get, like, the emo man of steel of mass destruction. I mean... <laughs> how does that happen? Did you get to watch that? I did watch the man of steel. Yeah. It was cool. It was another popcorn flick. Yeah. But Superman is not supposed to be twisting people's heads off. It's very interesting. I And then scream like a retard. <laughs> yeah. It was basically the, the Darth Vader. No. Yeah. <laughs> I should have to go there. Sorry. Oh. Uh, but hey, Star Wars is going to be redeemed, at least with the new ones coming. I believe it. You know, people are afraid of lens flare. I I say embrace the lens flare. That's what I say. Yeah, they can make it work in that lens flare. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. One thing that makes me really happy are a lot of these things because they're releasing a ton of behind the scenes stuff. Like I, I'm really surprised at just how J.J. Abrams is like, oh yeah, we got lots of pictures, yeah, put it out there, who cares? Yeah, that's fine. But they are doing a lot as opposed to what, where George Lucas's mind was, which is okay. At, at the end, when George Lucas was doing those last couple, and he he just wanted to do CGI, I get it. That's your baby. It's what you're, you you want to you do that. You go for it. That's yeah. you. All right. But now that J.J. Abrams, he he realized that there was just something about having live props and people in makeup and doing it that way. And a lot of these pictures and images are releasing are, are just tons of just special effects that are live special effects instead. And I think that's going to make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. I, from what I understand, from what I've been hearing, is they've built the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's an entire set. It's, yep. And it's the specs from the original. That's what they aside from, I mean, that's why Harrison Ford got hurt then. Yeah, right? aside from it, it trying to kill mm. people. Yeah, that's why he, he wouldn't he break Bro- his leg. Or yeah, he, tri- he tripped or something. The One of the, fell the doors on his leg. <laughs> yeah, broke his leg. I'm I mean, sorry, Harrison. I'm not laughing at you. I mean, no, and even no, no, realize he's what, yeah. he's what like 90 now. He's got brittle yeah. bones. I mean, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, they actually to stop production because of that. Yeah, yeah. but mean, he's back. He's on his feet, or at least one of them. Literally. I'm excited. I think, yeah, I I believe in JJ. He because he originally said no. They had to keep coming back to him. That and the reason why he kept saying no was he didn't want. And and then he took the Star Trek series because. And the reason he said was, well, with Star Trek, I've never watched it, so I don't care if I ruin it. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I, you know, I whatever. Screw that. That works. Screw the Trekkies. You know, whatever with these guys. But he had such a reverence, you know, as as many of us do for. Star Wars, because you know, growing up in in the late seventies, early eighties, you know that that much like the way I felt watching Guardians last week, just kind of it just makes your eyes go, oh my goodness, they can do this. This is something they can put on the screen. Well, this just opens up a whole realm of possibilities now, and and that really is what happened with a whole a whole era of, of filmmakers who who went into you know doing science fiction, and you really saw that after after that first Star Wars came out of. of 
you know, between Battlestar Galactica and, you know, all the, all the, even from uh, Next Generation when that came out was very, very, you could tell it was influenced by Star Wars. You could really Definitely. see that in it. And, you know, the, the fact that he has that, that love for the old and still trying to hold on to it, I think is what is really going to make it really good. So. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this one. It wasn't like with episodes two and three where you're like, okay, I'm a fan, so I kind of have to go see them, yeah. but yeah. I don't have to like it. Yeah. Did you did you wait in line for episode one? No, no, I was I was living out in Weedsport <laughs> at the time, oh. and uh, I actually was there movie theaters out there. There is. It's in Auburn, but <laughs> they see movies in Weedsport. Yes. Oh, I was yeah, uh, I was living in Denver in. at the time of episode one. And I waited in line six hours. Oh my god! Six hours to see that movie. It was such a big deal for me. I was like, I was like, Star Wars is back. This is gonna be the greatest thing ever. This is gonna change my life. And what's a Jar Jar? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I mean, and you know what? And I actually, I still to this day defend Episode One because, and and this is the genius of George Lucas. There is an entire generation who love Episode One right now. They're the ones that were six, seven, eight years old at the time watching it who didn't have a problem with Jar Jar Binks. Right. You know, much the same as we didn't, who were that age, didn't have a problem with Ewoks. <laughs> Fucking franchise killers. Don't get me started on that. Just, I'm just saying, you know, but it's like, yeah. oh, Ewoks are cute, all right. And then as age, a kid, yeah, it was cool. You know, it's like, all right. But you know what? To, to people who were older who maybe, you know, you go back and you're like, what? Are you serious? Is this what they're doing right now? Come on. But it, it, it really did. It and and to his credit, everything he did with those three movies has has blossomed even more, you know, with the, the whole Clone Wars series oh, yeah. and, and everything else. I mean it it really took on a life of its own because of what he did and how he did it. And you know, he he'll never really get the credit from the fans that he deserves because it was not good. Right. It it really wasn't. And and that's only because it was not good comparatively to what we had already set as an expectation. You know, we had these expectations that were so grandiose because George Lucas was a god to us. It was oh, like, yeah. he can do no wrong. He can do no, what's a Jar Jar? You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's I, I, I don't fault him as much for all of that. No, I think a lot of it is like what you're saying is we had it built up in our minds so much that these things are going to be... Yeah. They're going to be stellar. Yeah. For and, any, and anything less than that, you were like, no. Okay. Oh yeah, because I mean, we were supposed to get to see how badass all these Jedi's were, and yeah. we get Jake Lloyd. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Oh, how you screwed us up. Uh, Mannequin Skywalker. But you know what? And the, here's the other thing. Here's okay. So, I didn't. I, I'm not a huge fan of of those three as well. But I went back and I'm like, all right, let's look at this objectively, and compare the acting of Hayden Christensen to one Mark Hamill. And if you put their whininess on top of each other, <laughs> it is like, whoa, man, I get it. I see what he sees in him as far as, far as father and son goes, because right. they are equally as whiny. So, I mean, it really, you know, think about it. Oh, I was going to go to the Tashi station and pick up my power converter. Yeah. Oh. New Hope, That's a, he is a whiny little Yes, he, he really is. He is. Last five minutes. I'm when he gets his medal, you. that's about it. That's it. That's yeah. all it is, yeah. But other than that, it's like, oh, you please shut up. Oh. See, um, that's what makes a great Jedi. You have to be a whiny little bitch first. It's true. It is. There you go. I'm claiming Now that. we know. <laughs> All right. And uh, while we're on the subject of movies, I found an 
awesome little tidbit for uh, our WTF files. Something we do. Mm-hmm. Um, just random out there stuff I found. Uh, the last one, it's going to be on the, the next episode. Well, the previous episode, not right. when this one goes up. <sighs> Should I recap that one for him? Yeah, you can keep going, man. It's, it's pretty fun. It was a shopping town mall. Okay. Up comics, walking in the parking lot, and I stopped dead because of a license plate I saw. To the point that I had to take a picture of it so we could post this for the show. Guy's license plate was Vag Doc. <laughs> yeah. So that that started the whole WTF files thing. And this one is something I found online that's just so out there and so wrong. I'm sure, because we're all the same age as we've established, mm-hmm. Sean's the old fuck. But. <laughs> oh, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen the original Willy Wonka, right? Yes. Yep. What's the first thing that comes to everybody's mind? The snozberries. Snozberries taste like, like snozberries. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's all funny, right? Yeah. Just a funny word. Yeah. Snozberries. Yeah. You know what that word means? Penis. Oh. So, the wallpaper tastes like dick. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I found an article about that online, which will also be linked to in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out. So, yeah. Roll down. Hashtag don't touch my snozberries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the entire generation's already tasted them. Hashtag leave your snozberries in your pants. Right. And wow. How did it take like 30 years for that to come out? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that, that whole first one was one big acid trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I mean, think about it, the whole second act of the movie is him basically murdering children. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes it better the for The scene me. where he's just... He's singing and just staring forward the, the boat. whole time. The boat. That thing still gives me nightmares. Land <laughs> <laughs> of your imagination. Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. Bad touch right there. He's touching my snozberries. <laughs> oh. uh, we also like to do a little segment we call around town. Just cool stuff that's happening around Syracuse. If we hadn't already covered all your stuff, that would be it. Sweet. I mean, we all live in Syracuse. Can we not touch on the fact that it's state fair time? Everybody going? Anybody going? Okay, my wife absolutely loves, loves the fair. She loves it. She, everything about it, the the smell of dirty everything. <laughs> Carnies. 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 Small hands. <laughs> Smells like cabbage. <laughs> It's like snozberry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't mind the fair. I um I, you know I'll go because of her, and it, it's always entertaining. You know they've got who who is it does like the mullet counter like uh, uh, one of the radio stations yeah, TK ninety nine or something it, maybe it might be uh, somebody like somebody that. like that does like the mullet counter. So it's always you know fun. Oh, okay, mullet counter, it's great. <laughs> you know you know go in, smell the cow poop. And, that's oh, fine. That's just overpowering at yeah, times. It's just especially, like, especially when it's hot. I mean, it, this year hasn't been so bad, but right. it's supposed to be in the 80s next week. So if you go in next week, you're going to smell the poop. Be, be prepared for that smell because it, it makes it's just poop. overpowering. Yeah, and then whatever new fried concoction they come up with this there year. Was, okay, so there was a new one. It's fried spinach dip this year, which doesn't even make sense to right. me. Like, how do you fry spinach dip? No. Do you fry the spinach? Do you fry the dip? Well, didn't they do a fried ice cream or something a they couple years ago? How deep, the deep hell? Fried, deep fried ice cream. Deep fried, I've had before. Amazing. Really? It's spectacular, actually. Nice. It's There's nothing like, because it's like, it's got this like hard, crunchy, hot shell. 
and then it's, it's like the, the frozen ice cream and you gotta like get into it quick nice uh, I went, I went I only deep fried onions, deep fried Oreos. I did those one year. I did those one year. Yeah. Did uh, they had what was it? Deep fried burgers. That yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah. I know. I did the one with. Uh, <laughs> Somebody said they had a deep fried Twinkie wrapped in bacon. That's about right. No, Sounds that's a new. That's one of the new ones this year. <laughs> is it? It's not just a deep fried Twinkie. It is a Twix bar jammed inside of a Twinkie wrapped in bacon and then deep fried. I'm all about that one this year. And I'm right next to that are defibrillator stations. Yeah. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. I think I have to try it as long as the wife doesn't hear me say that. <laughs> or find out that you're in one. Wow. Man, that's... And, you know, as much as I'm going, oh, it's just, I'm probably going to try yeah. it. So yeah, it's right. like, curiosity right. factor. It, it really is. It's like, all right, you know, I'll have alligator schnozberry, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Never had it before. <laughs> right. And it's that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find out more information about Good Villain? Good Villain, we are on Facebook. That's uh, pretty much my, my home base of popping info out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Good Villain Movie. Um, you can check that out. And uh, uh, we are uh, potentially going to be doing a second Kickstarter for some post-production stuff. Uh, just to raise money for effects packages, music, rights, all that fun stuff. Um, so we'll probably be doing that here in the next uh, next month or so. Because like I said, October 19th, that is the, the date Done. at this point. That's like, we're, we're wrapping up, B! Uh, and awesome. then we'll, we'll try and get that out then. So you can hit us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash movie as well. So. And we'll have links to all that in the show notes. Sweet. Cool. Sweet. Thanks, guys. I appreciate this. This has been fun. Good. Glad to have you in. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. Maybe we'll talk sports next time. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about my lowly bills and my lowly sabers. Nice. And my lowly Mets. Wow. A lot of lowly. <laughs> I feel you. I'm a Raiders fan. It's like a French whole house. Everyone on the back. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. I don't know what that means. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out in my head right now. What does that mean? <laughs> Trust me, they're just taking it. That's right. what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we went there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you haven't had a chance to listen to any of the previous episodes yet. No, not yet. You guys don't have to be on my Windows phone. We don't? I don't think so. I, I did a search. Do you have Stitcher? Do you guys have a Stitcher app on the Windows phone? Because we are now very. I know that much. <laughs> There's an app for that, too. Got a big old schnozberry. <laughs> you want to lick it? <laughs> schnozberry tastes like schnozberry, little boy. <laughs> that might be the promo for the show right there. I'm cutting that part out. We're going with that. <laughs> All right, so we like to wrap up the show with me telling um, one of my IT geek stories. I work in the oh. IT field in real life. In the real world. Yeah. And it's a little something we just call IT geek. Got a call from one of our clients, who's a law firm, that uh, he's having issues with his iPad. So I get in there, said, what seems to be the problem? He's pissed. That, uh, he says, this thing won't connect to the internet. Tried everything. Won't connect. I'm like, all right, can I take a look at it? He says, sure, take a look at it. But, uh, and as he says, but, uh, he literally tosses his iPad at me. So I'm in the midst of catching this thing. He says, but, uh, I went to iPad school, so I don't know what you think you're going to do with it. iPad school. iPad school. That's a thing? Direct, uh, apparently it's a thing. Well, no, it could be. I mean, Verizon has those classes. That, right. Would you consider that iPad school? Yes. Well, I guess you would. Seems apparently, legit. yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll go with that. I, I didn't see the, the degree on the wall for it. 
So I'm immediately pissed off. I mean, he's, I'm the IT guy. Don't tell me that I can't do anything with it because you went to iPad school. Three seconds later, I'm handing it back to him after I turned his Wi-Fi on. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... I went to iPad school. That is probably one of the best sentences I've ever heard in my what life. Did you, what did you tell him when you handed it back to him? <laughs> you went to iPad school, I went to settings. Right. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I looked him in the face, and I said, how much did iPad school cost? Nice. And on that note, megabyte me, bitches. <laughs>